folks, and welcome to The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. AKA Beck. Beck. Oh, that's, oh, it's not my, t- my turn yet. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Today's show, we have lots of news, Spotlight and Educator making the outdoors a priority, and so much more. Let's get rolling. As always, remember, we love hearing from all of you. Are you having that you. gator thing on there? Shh. Oh, oh I wasn't supposed to say that. Comment, stories, ideas, get a hold of me anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or drop me an email at bendradioshow at gmail.com. You've heard him in the background. You've seen him. You've heard him. Joining today again is my producer, sound engineer, co-host, bestie, Jeff Tigger Earhart. You know why I'm just, let's be honest with everybody. Let's just be, let's just have a little honest Come to Tigger here right now. Oh everybody. my God! Because wait, wait a second. Ho- I... ho- no, it, no, this is okay. It, it, is this going to involve <laughs> a shot of whiskey? I'm no. going to need or something I to have wish. this kind of a sit I down. I wish it would. I wish it would. <laughs> we have um, our studio air conditioners are out. We ha- are having record, record breaking heat. We're this talking is... like over a hundred for multiple days. Many, many, many days in a row. Yes. So ACs are out. And our studio that we are that we record in crew is is fairly small and and it's soundproof like like a t- typical radio studio mm-hmm. is, and we've tried not to have a lot of electronics in here. And as you know, the electronics give off an enormous amount of heat. But still, when we've got a few mixing boards and computers and monitors, and then throw in two bodies, and there you go, <laughs> and we got two bo- and and we've got the the eggshell stuff all over the place. I'm just gonna be honest; it's putrid in here. It's miserable. This I'm is, in a bad mood. So for I'm those of you, to- <laughs> those of you that may work with your spouse, live with your spouse, this is taking it, hearts. you know, maybe Bless working pen hearts. woes out in the field or wherever it may. This takes it to a whole nother level whole now nother when you level. put each other in a tiny room with padding. You Literally. Think, you think sitting <laughs> Ah, I see how you do it. You think sitting in a deer stand trying to be patient with your loved ones or oh. maybe with the wee ones is tough. Let's just go and turn the thermostat up about 50, 60, 80, 100 degrees and just and then and then top it all off, put a tigger in there with you. And then it's everything. Now you got both of us in the hot seat. Oh, my goodness. Okay, sorry. I just had to I had to vent. Are you done now? I'm done now. That sound means it's time for our spotlight segment. As many of you already are ready for back to school or scrambling last minute with supplies and schedules as school quickly approaches, I felt it was only fitting this week to spotlight a teacher that has gone above and beyond. Principal Mr. Nicholas Dixon from Julius Faust Elementary School in Greensboro, North Carolina, he applied for a grant from the North Carolina Wildlife Council and won his school a $13,000 grant. Principal Dixon realized his dream of having an outdoor classroom space was now more necessary than ever with the social distancing requirements that have constantly been changing and has been blown away by how well the students are responding. That's cool. Yes. Principal Dixon, he wasted no time and put those grant dollars to work and purchased classroom equipment, all reflecting an outdoor feel with even desks looking like tree stumps and creating newly built outdoor learning spaces for kids in pre-k all the way to fifth grade heck yeah exactly our friend john arman uh, ultimate outdoor adventures one of our great sponsors that we have here Mm -hmm. john did that because john is a school teacher and he did that when the schools were were shut down there for a while he kind of did something similar where he did a 
outdoor classroom and he went on his phone and and, and started te- teaching right. about his ranch yes he even he took videos of with his horses yep. explaining some of the horsemanship cool. Yep. Cool. keeping kids involved so you know what principal dixon thank you for doing that and there you have it fans you know I love it when things are brought to our attention like this. And this was something that was brought to my attention. I just want to say that. And you know what? We appreciate that greatly because sometimes you don't get these kinds of messages in the news. No, you don't. And I want to encourage all of you, if you have stuff like this, send it our way. It's good stuff. I challenge you, you know, whether you're hearing about these great people doing things that that can help our youth in the future or help us inspire ourselves to do something great, send it this way. It's Always. feel good stuff. Yes, yes. And, and and post it. If you're posting it on Facebook or, or Instagram, tag us. Let us know about it. Remember, you can tag us at A with the Circle, The Bend Show. And we look forward to hearing from all of you. Just like I do a, a tip of the hat, I do the, the Tigger's Famous Last Words in, in uh, on the Ranch It Up show. Yes, you kind do. Of, kind of the same way. So we're kind of... Uh, my I, spotlight is kind of morphing into a... All encompassing. A, a, a tip of the hat. A tip a, of the hat, you might say. We need to think of a name for your for your segment. Yeah, we should have yeah. planned this out. We should have. We should have. Went on nationally syndicated. Sit back and enjoy the news. National Park Fee waived on August 25th. Yes, mark your calendars. This year marks the National Park Service's 105th birthday. And in celebration of this event, entrance fees are waived for visitors on Wednesday, August 25th. There are over 400 national parks across the United States. To take advantage of this free, free day, all you need to do is show up except in locations where reservations are required. To help with overcrowding, the National Park Service is requiring reservations at some of its most popular destinations, which include Yosemite National Park and Glacier National Park's Going to the Sun Road. Reservations can be made at recreation.gov. Yellowstone National Park. For the first time in its 149-year history, Yellowstone National Park has surpassed a threshold of a million visitors in the month of July. Neighboring Grand Teton National Park isn't isn't into the seven-figure territory yet, but July 2021 still marked Grand Teton's busiest month in its park's 92-year history. Where's the Grand the Grand Tetons? Just at? to the west of Yellowstone. Okay, I, I get those confused. A lot of times. I keep asking you that, like, all the time. We well, and, and for those listeners kind of listening, going, wow, Wednesday, August 25th is a free day to go to these parks. Um, a lot of people, when they plan their trips to go to Yellowstone National Park, they'll go to the Tetons as well. It's kind of, they, they'll try and knock out both of them in the same trip. Is that on our list? It is. It is now, <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> all right, Keith, don't put those calendars away yet. Texas, they're reminding you, new hunting and fishing licenses, stamps, permits, they all go on sale now for 2021 to 2022. It's just about that time for Texas sportsmen to pay to play for another year. New hunting, fishing licenses, stamps, endorsements, and annual public hunting permits valid for the fiscal year went on sale just this last week. And just to remind you, the current licenses expire at midnight on August 31st, 2021. Get did your we, new licenses. Did we get our gratis tags? Did they come in the mail? Uh, for I the need state, to ask you these things off the air. Yes, you do, honey. But did they did they come in the mail? Did yes, we get them? yes, they arrived. Thank it's you. on the fridge. I just... <laughs> 
North Dakota Game and Fish reports for the first time in 40 years has expanded the bobcat hunting and trapping opportunity to north and east of the sorry, north and east of the Missouri River. The zones are changed a little bit for that. US Highway 83 has become the dividing line, so be sure to update your maps. Oh, so your your brother has to be liking this. Oh, Steve yeah. has to be liking this. Yes. The boys have to be liking uh, my this. My nephews, you got that right. Oh, <laughs> Wisconsin, the Department of Natural Resources, wildlife officials in Wisconsin have set a 300 animal limit for this fall's 2021 wolf hunt. Due to the increased outdoor activity across the country, you know, folks, I say this again and again before heading out. Always be sure to check with your local game and fish authorities on changes that may have occurred in your neck of the woods. We just gave you a whole lot of different changes going on here in this little news feed. So again, before you head out, check with your local game and fish authorities just to make sure nothing has changed. All right, and last in the news, I had to share this one here. Illinois angler Sawyer Burgett got quite a shock while fishing in a northern Indiana lake where he spotted an alligator in the water. Sawyer Burgett reported the sighting to the Indiana Department of Natural Resources after seeing what he called pop can eyes sticking out of the water at New Lake in Indiana, approximately 30 miles northwest of Fort Wayne, if everyone's kind of wondering. The DNR sent multiple conservation officers to the lake, but could not find any trace of the reptile. The angler, Sawyer, he decided to take matters into his own hands for the safety of people and pets who camp in the area. He went out and he returned to the lake during the overnight hours, capturing the gator with a treble hook and a net. Officials say the gator measured five feet, three inches in length and was likely kept as a pet by someone who dumped it in the lake after the gator became too big. I mean, this is a legit gator that he spotted. Regardless, thank you, Sawyer, for taking matters into your hands and uh, thinking about the safety of the people out there. I don't even know what to say about that. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what you would do if there was a gator on the end of the line because you'll jump if you see a Kleenex on the floor. Shh. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, don't go anywhere. We have more of Tigger and Beck when we come back after the break. You've had that hunting or fishing adventure of a lifetime. Now preserve that memory with an actual piece of art. For over 20 years, Schneider Taxidermy in Helena, Montana has provided superior service and a commitment for excellence to customers all across the United States. Schneider Taxidermy believes in only delivering the highest caliber of quality, matched with courteous and professional service. Whether a custom-designed piece or a shoulder mount, Schneider Taxidermy is award-winning and known for their exceptional turnaround. Skilled in all aspects of taxidermy, they have the knowledge and the experience. Having seen everything from North American to African exotics, from king salmon to bighorn sheep to elk, red stags, black bucks, mountain lions, and grizzlies, visit schneidertaxidermy.com to view their award-winning works of art and start making that once-in-a-lifetime memory truly a work of art. Where the customer's always first at Schneider Taxidermy. Welcome back, folks. 
Tigger is here with me, and we're doing things a little bit differently. Like I wouldn't be here with you. Well, I know. You always have I'm my running, back. I'm running the board and turning the little... <laughs> The knobs and, and the working the faders. The only thing he's not doing is fixing the AC. <laughs> Boom. But if I could fix okay. it, I would, honey. I mean, you know that. If I could get this fixed easy, I In would. In another life, this man, I think, would have been an electrician or mm-hmm. something else where, yes, he would get it fixed. Um, what I think we should talk about today, and that's why I'm bringing Tigger in here, is is we've said we've been on the road a lot. We've said how we do public speaking. We attend conventions. We interview. We try to be as engaged as we can when we're off the place or not out having our fun adventures. Well, on one of our recent trips, we were down in Nashville for, I mean, this was a fast trip. I think it was a 48-hours at this convention. 48-hour turnaround. Turnaround from, from like wheels down to wheels up in the bird. No, from wheels down... We were in From the wheels state down of Tennessee down. Yeah, less yeah. than 48 hours. That's right. That's right. But what was fun, anyway, now everyone's kind of, where are you going with this? What was fun is, as we said, I'm one of those people. <laughs> we engage with a lot of different people. And what we found were a bunch of friends, sorry, quite a few fans of both of our shows we came to find out. And they were sitting down with us and they were just visiting, chit-chatting and wanted to know, how in the world did you two end up with not just one but two shows and you know ranch it up is the ranching cattle world stockmen livestock all of that encompassed in a great show that gives you marketing and all of that then the bend kind of takes that oh man i've been sitting in the tractor and dreaming about going elk hunting or fishing and hiking or maybe you're at your your office you're sitting at your desk going can't wait to get outside and they said how did this come to be you know we've have the 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 pleasure and the privilege to be able to be advocates to some some worlds that we are very passionate about that that they are very much interlinked with one another one is obviously the the ranching world the and livestock world and agriculture yeah agriculture agriculture say, advocacy thrown, in ab- a way absolutely thrown all into that and then the other one is being advocates of simply the conservation side to yes. it the outdoors the wildlife the because let's be honest i mean there are everybody listening i don't care who you are i don't care what background you are everybody listening no matter where you are listening at even overseas in other countries you may have x y and z that you need to do on a daily basis and it may be monday through monday but there is still parts of you that enjoy getting outside Doing this, doing, and that's kind of where you come in is that recreational, all of those different yes, and and being able to show how conservation, recreation, all of those things we enjoy doing that kind of lift our spirits, help us with our mindsets. They all go hand in hand with agriculture. We mm-hmm. all work together to make it a better place. No one is against the other. It's all a world that has to co- has to work together in order to succeed. Actually, and with hunting season just around the corner, mm-hmm. you know, bow hunting season is going to is fixing to start here real quick for a lot of places. This is I'm so glad we're talking about this because there is a tremendous symbiotic relationship between wildlife and agriculture, yes. and grass production, range and management. Farming and and all of that. So we, you know, wanted to really talk about this, and in, in, uh, I assume you kind of <laughs> wanted to talk about it because um, there is that beautiful relationship between the two, and hunters and landowners can build some wonderful relationships of managing 
lands together. So that I, and we're hunters too. You know, we've yes. got we've got uh, you know what what do they say? Boots on the ground in both camps, or boots in both camps. So encouraging people to be courteous this hunting season, you know, please, close gates and all please. that sort of thing. And to be, you know, I always joke about the word communication and people say, Rebecca, why do you get so passionate and tigger too about when you're talking about agriculture advocacy and then conservation? Because there are a lot of times so much, there's a lot of mis understanding there's miscommunication of painting maybe one side a certain way and and putting another side against one another when really we're all on the same page and we need each other and so absolutely when it comes to those hunters those hikers those fishermen and then the landowners we all do work together because we just want everything to be a better place for all of us to enjoy. And one of the reasons, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of totally throwing you under the bus with this, but <laughs> I know one of the reasons that we were approached of, of, hey, Rebecca, let's talk about you know putting together this radio show that is devoted towards the outdoors and, and, and all of the things that we're talking about because your background, more than mine, you have boots in both camps. Your family has I had do. boots in both camps. Give us just a a, a, a a beautiful ranching family that's still a big outfit that we run now. But remind everybody about the other side of the Knife River Ranch. The other side to our ranch, it happened years ago, was in order to try and succeed as a ranch, we had to find another income, and we brought about agritourism to our ranch and opened it up to guests around not just the United States, the world. And that's really what showed me and my family, I guess I should say, how important it was to communicate about what we were doing and how we were doing good, improving and sharing our knowledge of range management, of wildlife, how they all work together and just continuously showing how we all love the same things that they love and they see on TV. And people, this was, sorry, this was not a, uh, it was not a dude ranch, if that's, that's what, what you're trying, trying to say. Yeah, no, we were a working no. ranch. It, it our was, main You income. had to keep bailing hay, and it, you had to do that. So literally, you, I think you told me, didn't, like your dad have people riding in the combine with you okay, when it was I will, harvest I will season. give you a glimpse into the life of Rebecca and the Warner family okay, before yeah. this. It was, you know, it was up at, you know, 6 a.m., horses in, and we're talking a string of horses, of 45 horses that were trained by myself and my brothers they are in the corrals, saddled, ready to go for a trail ride. However, we always had to have breakfast at 8 o'clock. Mom's ringing the dinner bell. Come and get it. Followed by running over to the barn, taking guests out. And these horses are ranch horses. They're not trail nose to tail. These horses were raised and trained so that they could work cattle. They could be roped off of, all of that. So every guest we had, we gave them a couple of extra minutes to teach them actual horsemanship. Because and we rode as a crew. Help you do your and stuff. we may yeah, have okay. been, been moving cattle from one pasture to another as our rotational management was for grazing. Again, not overgrazing. We're rotating our cattle. We're showing people that were coming to our ranch how we were implementing great processes to move forward. Next, get back. Say the guests wanted to go canoeing. We drop them off, let them go float in the river, go some fishing. But my brothers and I would be jumping on the four-wheeler to head out to the field where we're then cutting hay, raking hay, So nothing was staged is what you're saying. Nothing. Although you had a a beautiful place. to, You had cabins in the bunkhouse. And and, and that, of course, for for guests. The uh, amenities. Yeah, amenities. Oh, there you go. We're, we're, We're very much there for everybody. However, we were very welcoming. 
yes, I jumped in the swather to go and swath for four to five hours straight during the heat of the day or however it must, might be. But guests, if they were there, if they were interested, they sure could jump in the tractor with any of us. My dad, uh, my yeah, brother, and myself. I thought you said your dad did that. that oh, my dad he had did it all the time. Riding in the combine in the yes. grain, grain trucks during wheat harvest, right? Say we were fixing fence. They were invited to come along with. They learned how to, you know, stretch wires and found out what a clipper was real so, quick. So patience, <laughs> so patience was something that had to be displayed at all times. Aha! You see why I'm so patient with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, we definitely, we were a working ranch and we showed and invited the public to come out and see what a real working ranch was and how a family could work together, laugh together, and come together at the end of the day for having a supper and have a prayer and then enjoy one another around a campfire. Have that special downtime as well as get the work done. So, you know, this has been actually a great conversation, Tigger, and I'm glad we kind of got into the bare bones of why and how, you know, we you and I are doing shows. what we're yeah. doing that, you know, we do. We have boots on the ground in both areas. Mm-hmm. So with that, everybody, stick with us. We have more of The Bend when we come back. Is that when we're talking about more gators? Yes. Okay. Stick around. We'll talk about more gators. Looking for a guided turkey, <laughs> white-tailed deer, bow, or rifle hunt. Fully guided yet this fall? Yes. Look no further. Let Steve, Rob, and the fine folks from Wablo Creek Outfitters make your hunt happen. Yes! Located in southwest Missouri, Wablo Creek Outfitters offers turkey and deer hunts designed for tree stand and ground blind hunting for both bow and rifle seasons. All-inclusive packages include comfortable bunkhouse-style accommodations, farm-fresh meals, and an experience that leaves you feeling like family. Yes. Now, don't wait. A few spots for the fall 2021 remain, and now booking for 2022 spring and fall hunts. Visit Wablo, spelled a little bit differently, that's W-E-A-U-B-L-E-A-U, WabloCreekOutfitters.com, or find us on Facebook at Wablo Creek Outfitters. Book your next adventure today. Wablo Creek Outfitters, W-E-A-U-B-L-E-A-U. In our crosshairs today, we're, we're looking at some good Samaritans out there. Some of you may have seen this video. It went viral earlier this week on Facebook. Is this the gator story? It is. It is. What was caught on footage was at a reptile center in Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah, a handler at Scales and Tails was talking to a group of adults and children about the alligator. And when the alligator all of a sudden bit her hand and dragged her into the water. Didn't let go. No, no. He did not. And he was whipping her around and he kept his and jaws the, clamped on her death hand. death roll. We watched the video. Yes, yes. Else. Well, a, a bystander, a guest listening to her presentation, Donnie Wiseman yelled, we've got trouble here, before he jumped into the water and climbed on top of the reptile himself. That was legit. Wiseman, he got the alligator pinned and the handler was able to calmly give him and another guest, Todd Christopher, instructions on how to help her escape from the pool. This was legit. Yeah. So our hats are off to these good Samaritans and the company scales and tails even released this statement. These gentlemen could have stayed in the safety zone as most of us would, but instead jumped into the situation of their own 
on their own and helped secure the alligator. And it wasn't their, a little gator. I'm sorry. No, it, this, this was, was legit. A, he was pretty Their good help combined with the training of their staff member saved her life and her limbs. So thank you for being good Samaritans. And if nothing else, that should all remind ourselves, look at ourselves. If you have a chance to help somebody in need, please do it. Very, very well said, dear. If you have a topic we should investigate or have a tale of your own to share, send it this way. Call, text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363 or email bendradioshow at gmail.com. Social media, I am everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, follow me at, that's A with the circle, the Bend Show. A huge thank you to everyone who came around the Bend, producer and sound engineer and bestie, and my co-host today, Jeff Tigger Earhart, our spotlight principal, Mr. Nicholas Dixon from Julius Faust Elementary School in Greensboro, North Carolina. Thank you for all you do and for all of you educators out there that go above and beyond. As always, remember, folks, keep sending in those adventure pictures, hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, everything. We want to see those around the Bend pictures while you are out. We love seeing what everyone is doing in the outdoors. Missed this episode? Find all of our shows on the website, thebendshow.com. Thank you to our partners, Schneider Taxidermy, Ranch House Coffee, Mickey's Mustard, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV, Wabalo Creek Outfitters, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there that came along. Keep up with me back all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner, and remember to catch back if you can next week on The Bend. This is Beck. First, I appreciate all of you for listening and making The Bend part of your week. Many of you have asked, how do I catch past episodes? The answer is super easy. Head to thebendshow.com and click on the shows tab. There you can listen to every episode all the way back to episode one. Podcasters, head to your favorite podcasting app and search The Bend. You'll find us. Be sure to follow and subscribe and never miss another episode again. Hey guys and gals, this is John Armand with Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV travels the back roads to the backwaters in pursuit of the ultimate adventure in hunting and fishing. Join Team UOA every week for exciting action in the crosshairs of the outdoors. Catch Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV on YouTube, Amazon Prime, and make sure to follow Team UOA on Facebook and Instagram to share in the ultimate outdoor adventure.